0: One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris.
1: And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance this Friday afternoon. We're so excited to have you guys along with us. We've got a fantastic guest and we can't wait to get to him. Uh, it's been a crazy week, as it always has. We, uh, we actually spoke uh, at the PMI Birmingham conference uh, on Monday. That was a fantastic turnout. It was always fun to speak at my home chapter. So uh, it was a symposium that I actually started 10 years ago. And so we had our 10-year anniversary. Uh, it's nice to see that still going and still running, especially at a chapter they said uh, couldn't support a symposium. So it, that that was a fun time. Uh, we brought Coop, Cooper Smith, who was on our show probably about six or eight weeks ago. So he was our keynote speaker uh, and I, I was the closing keynotes. We had a lot of fun at that. And then yesterday was on the virtual summit uh, for computer associates or CA Technologies. Um, and so you can go find that out at Bright Talk. But uh, we did the struggle between uh, project management and agile uh, and had a lot of fun with that session. So those were all the speaking engagements we did this week. We've got a lot of stuff coming up um, in the coming weeks, but you can always find that at rickamorris.com and find out where we're going to be where we're going to be going. But let's jump into today's guest. So this gentleman is a great friend of mine. Uh, we actually went to Costa Rica together. We're in Orlando often with each other. He's a highly sought after leadership and human potential speaker, trainer, and coach. In 2007, he felt the calling to leave his 22-year career in leadership for some of the top Fortune 100 companies to focus on finding a way to add more value to people. His passion for helping people led him to found, uh, really find, and become the president of his own leadership and personal development training, speaking, and coaching company. This is called the McAuliffe Group. He specializes in leadership development and effectiveness, mental performance, creating high performance cultures of excellence, and helping clients live full out in their professional and personal lives. Now, he's very focused, some say obsessed, in becoming the best he can be, so he can bring the very best out there from his clients, really. And he's the founding partner of the John Maxwell team and has served on the executive committee and president's advisory council uh, for the past five years. He's certified in life mastery uh, consultant, Robbins. uh, I don't even know half of this stuff, right? Certified human behavior consultant like myself, uh, certified TTI, success insights, disc consultant, certified behaviors. Look, the guy knows absolutely what he's talking about. And I love him to death. Let's bring him to the show. Mark McCullough. How you doing, Mark?
2: Hey, Red. Good afternoon, buddy. I'm great. And you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. So I'm so – look, this has been a long time in the making, man. I've been trying to get you scheduled on the show for quite some time. I, I can't wait for you to share with the audience. But l- talk a little bit just uh, more of a lead-in of yourself and just what you've been doing uh, over the last few months.
2: Well, the last few months have been really—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a creative process, and then actually in a in a little transformational aspect, personally and professionally. But uh, you and I know each other from the leadership world and from the in the John Maxwell team. And one of the things that um, I really have noticed from the client, seven eight years, is we're teaching them some great skills, and we're teaching them a lot of great information and we're actually getting them to, 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 to take action and put into action. But what do we do when we're not there with them or when the kind of the yogurt of life hits the fan is really the mental performance side of things and really keying in on what are mental triggers, what is it that we're focused on, and, um, and, and, and what our conditions and circumstances are really kind of uh, bringing about. <clears throat> Excuse me. And how do we deal with that whenever the, the, in, the, in the moment and in the instance of time whether it's in a professional athlete, whether it's in the military, whether it's in uh, high uh, high stress environments of of uh, sales or in the corporate world, or even whenever we're at home uh, and and the events in life start to take place, how do we deal with that in that present moment, in that microsecond of time, and uh, really taking a deep dive on that mental performance side of things, and and brought about a, a couple different changes. Excuse me, in our extreme focus offerings, but. Uh, Really, that it's the same story, really trying to really help people connect to their true potential and the courage to make that a reality and then give them tools, resources, support and accountability to really make that courage that they need to stay there and and connect to it to make it a reality, but the tools to actually stay in the moment and be fully present as they go forward. So we've transitioned some of that technologies into extreme focus and uh, the Be of Beast programs that we're launching, the boot camps here, uh, actually coming up next couple of weeks in June, uh, at the uh, Olympic Training Center in uh, Colorado Springs. Oh, wow,
1: that sounds exciting. You used to call that Be a Beast, correct?
2: Be a Beast, my good buddy Dave Austin uh, is uh, the co-author of that and founder of, of Be a Beast Principles. And uh, we've partnered together over the last several years but have really decided to take this out of just the athletic world and bring it into the uh, corporate and personal life aspects of my clients and, and actually globally. So, uh, that's what, that's what we're developing and, and executing on.
1: So let's talk about mental focus for a second. And you and I were, were sharing with each other and visiting before the show. And, um, <laughs> I even shared with you very personally and I, you know, one of the things I do on the show quite often is be very vulnerable and just share what's sure. going on in my life and, and, and what's happening, maybe sometimes too much for, for my audience to handle, but, uh, you know, we were talking about like, you know, negative spirals can compound on each other. So you, you can, you can be a leadership coach, you can be somebody that's in business and, and and get caught into your own negative spiral like I was for the last week and a half, really. Um, and it, it it seems to compound on itself. So is that some of the things that, that you work with in this mental focus and, and what you're really, you know, pushing for with the, the people that you coach?
2: Yeah, you know, one of the one of the tools specifically, and one of the key components, you know, if you looked at the, kind of the three points you and I talked about that you posted on the site, you know, what are two tools that when things like that start to happen, how do we, how can we, how can we stop that from happening? And we, we use a, a mental trigger and we use the, the animal of uh, of the, is the mental trigger of that. And the crocodile, the reason we use that is it's the, it's the most adaptive animal in, in really kind of history. It dates back to the, to the dinosaur ages, but It has the ability to lower its heartbeat to one or two beats a minute. It's got dual eye lenses that allow it to see in muddy waters. It can do some amazing, amazing things in its ability to adapt. And we call that animal RESPA, R-E-S-P-A. And um, if you remember a couple of Super Bowls ago, uh, New England was was coming back in overtime, one of the great and some critical players that were involved in that, that, that scored the winning touchdown. When, uh, when Dave Austin, as I was mentioning earlier, you know, when we were talking about it, it's like going, you know, what was the key to that? And they said, man, it was just a respa moment. That's all it is. So the R stands for just kind of relax. It's three deep breaths. And if you'll take three deep breaths in the moment of that high intensity, it will, your physiology will change. So three deep breaths. I mean, three three deep breaths. The, the E stands for evaluate. Have I really evaluated the conditions and circumstances as facts or truth? And have I made made them a mountain out of a molehill? The S is strategize. You know what can I do? You know there's always something we can do. Now what is that really? And what are those things? And then the P is a pause. Now in in the world of athletics, it's a it's a millisecond. I mean it's a, it's just a it's just instantaneous almost. For others of it's like me. It may be 24 hours, it could be a week, it could be a month that I need to pause because I'm a very kind of like you, I I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So I really have to maybe take 20 deep breaths instead of those threes again. But that pause is just, did I miss anything? And then whenever whenever I verify what I've verified, then we act. That's the A is act or attack mode. But whenever we go through that time and time again, I don't have to go rest, but what's the R, the E, S, P, I just, I just see the crocodile and my body, we've done it enough now, will immediately just take three deep breaths and mellow out so that I'm responding versus a reaction, an animalistic reaction, even though we're using animals as a trigger. But those are just some key components that in the moment of high stress, how can we control our emotions so that we think rationally, and that we make the best decision, just not a decision or a reaction that gets us or compounds the, the complexity and makes a bad situation even worse.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's, you know, being Italian, that that's something that I <laughs> I had to learn quite a bit was, right. was to take a step back. Um, but I think that, that a lot of times, you know, you fight internally in your head as well, right? Right. And so all the books that are out there, um, you know, Positive Intelligence, War of Art, you know, there, there's some beautiful books that, that, that do that, but you've got that, that constant naysayer in your brains, um, you know, fighting the conscious and unconscious that that's, seems to say, see, you weren't supposed to do that, or see, you weren't right. supposed to be successful in that. Talk about that. We've got about three minutes.
2: Yeah, when, when, when you think about that conscious, unconscious, you know, the, the unconscious mind is perfect you and I are together and we're um, amped up and we've got some positive things happening in our lives. We, We go back and there's that quiet voice waiting that says the judgment and it will go back to whenever we're three years old, five years old, 10, 20, whatever the case is to prove itself right. And the key components of the conscious versus the unconscious side of that is what, who am I? Do I have a clue of where I really am? More importantly, where am I going? And what filter am I using that through? Am I going and reverting back to a comfort zone, even though that's where I don't want to be, or am I advancingly or am I advancing confidently in the direction of the dream of where I do want to be? And the unknowing piece of that—if we don't know where we're headed—when conditions and circumstances come, you know, what the last stimulus that comes into our mind validates the unconscious side. So that unconscious mind. It isn't there to, to sabotage us. It's there to actually service and protect us. But it's protecting us in a way that we don't want to be anymore. So the reprogramming of that is what actually has to come forth. And we probably probably, try, probably oversimplify it to a certain degree is, you know, what is the vision we have for our lives? How do we take an inventory of where here is? The second part is what, what is there? Do we have a clear mosaic painting in our mind of what we really want? personally, professionally, financially, what's our relationships look like, what's our spiritual growth, whatever that case might be. But as we look through that, if we haven't painted there, really all of the information that we get, every book that we read, can't get us from here to there because we don't know what action to take. And any action, any road will get us somewhere, but it isn't going to get us where we go. So we want to feed that conscious side of us, as we go into that subconscious, when it comes up to play, we can't get rid of it, but we can quiet it down so much that we can't hear it anymore. And that positive side of the being who we're being in that moment starts to take over. And then the next step starts to present itself going forward.
1: Yeah. And when we talk about energy and being amped up, I mean, I can, I can feel the energy drain right now of not being at an IMC you know, surrounded by you guys or coming back from Costa Rica or or that kind of stuff in and and Valley. So we'll talk about that when we come back from break. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris.
0: Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? At one 472 5790 Again, that's one 472 5790 If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the work-life balance.
1: And we're back to the work-life balance. We're speaking today with the founder and, and owner of the McAuliffe Group, as well as an executive director of the John Maxwell team, founding member of the John Maxwell team, uh, Mark McAuliffe. And so Mark, right before we were, we were going to break, we were laughing a little bit there about the energy though, but uh, do you find it the same way? I mean, for some, I'm, I'm truly an extrovert. And, and so people think that because you're an extrovert, that means you're the guy on stage going, well, ah, you know, going crazy. And really it's just, I'm getting my energy from the people that are around me. And so I feel like, um, I, I feel like I'm, a, I'm just an energy suck when I'm at JMT at because I'm just feeding off the energy that, that's there, and I can ride that energy for a good two months, and then I just start to feel that fall off, and right now, like, I am at, at, at a low point in terms of energy, it, it, talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, well, you know, whenever you think about energy, I mean, we're all energetic beings, I mean, we're spiritual beings gifted with the intellect having a human experience, I and mean, we're, we're wearing a meat suit, really. So when we think about if everything is energy and we get around people, especially extroverted people like us, I mean, very outgoing, very dynamic and very people oriented, that is what really kind of feeds our bucket. And when we're in that environment, it really is the fuel that keeps us going. And we can have highs and lows and spikes back and forth. And it's really kind of what what stands between where people are and where they want to go is the consistency of that. You know, there's fast starters and then they stop and then they end. But you know that energy, that 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 need to to have that human experience, especially for entrepreneurs or people. Or my experience that myself. And you know, when I moved my office from a, a corporate environment to home office, thinking I was going to do the best thing for my family, man, when they got home, I was just a mess because I needed that human interaction, even though I was on the phone. You know, but we talk about the the, the perpetual transmutation and radiant energy. I mean, it's all energy. You can't begin it or end it. It just transforms and we morph it or, or it transitions from one to the other. But, you know, knowing that is a very powerful thing. Not everybody has that awareness. So the fact that you do have that awareness is, is key. And how do we now manage that? And whenever we sense that going down, that's where that inner circle really comes to play is that, Hey, I, I need a phone call. I need a shot in the arm. I need a, I need zoom is magnificent for that because I get the, I get the audio and I get the visual piece now to where, Hey, I can't get an IMC. I can't get 3000 people, 2000 people around, but I can get one, two, three, four, five and get that injection. that keeps me going a little bit each and every day. So who we surround ourselves, the books we read, the information we need, uh, will sustain that energy going forward. And if not, so if, 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 we're, if we find ourselves in a spot where, you know, maybe the friends and loved ones in our family aren't necessarily seeing things we, we see, that's another invaluable aspect of a coach. They can be that community. They can be that support. They can be that person to say, hey, let, let's, let's, let's wake up here. Here's, let's, the, the, the cattle prod sometimes is the most effective coaching tool that there is just to give a jolt of energy to get us going, too. But it's really a, it's a mental shift because the energy is positive or negative and we're kind of choosing which way we're allowing ourselves to go down that path.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna pivot to something you just said there because I I can remember being, you know, a younger manager. As a matter of fact, in 2010 and and a good friend of mine that's that's a a participant on the Zoom right now, um, we went through this Leadership Institute master's class. And at that point, you know, I'd started my own business, we were profitable in the first year, I was feeling pretty good about myself And, and they, they were paying for a coaching session for us. So it wasn't that we actively went and sought a coach. It was just like, here's a coach. And I was like, man, I don't, what's this guy going to tell me? You know what I mean? And and I think a lot of people have that mental block about seeking a coach or seeking that. And I'll tell you, when I finally got on the phone with this guy, it was probably one of the greatest hours I've ever spent in, in my entire life. It was amazing of what he revealed in just an hour. Um, and so it, it turned into coaching sessions for for a long term with with me and him. Um, did you have that mental block before you sought out to be a coach, or was that just something you had already seen? Or talked to a little bit about the experience of transitioning to a coach?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I think for me, it's been a journey and an evolution. I've been a, I've been a personal growth and development junkie since I was mid teens. My I was very fortunate I had a tumultuous upbringing, but uh, I had an uncle that. Uh, was, was very much into real estate and introduced me to Zig Ziglar and Dennis Waitley and uh, uh, a variety of, uh, of, of thought leaders at the time and, and for sales. So became part of that, uh, that process. And yet at the same time, I always wanted to make a lot of money. And I had some events in my life, never get married, never have kids, never move back to Missouri and make a lot of money and, and pursue that. And for 22 years, that was my, per- that was, that was my search, really, is how much success could I get? How much stuff, materialism, things of that nature? And yet there was a longing. I mean, when my phone rings now, and I'll kind of switch to coaching as, as an example of that. When my phone rings, it isn't whenever somebody's got everything going Mach 2 and everything is perfect. I mean, they're getting contacts, they're getting clients, the money's flowing, everything is perfect. They don't need help from anybody because they are just... Usually, when my phone rings it's it's either a Defcon three scenario, or they're just kind of in a funk, I'm stuck and I can't get out of it, or there's been this level of success, but they lo- they've got a longing there's a longing or a discontent, one of the two things, and I was in a longing scenario you know i I'm checking off the boxes of what I thought I was supposed to achieve, but it was never enough you know the adrenaline junkie the The the, okay we're going to go shark diving now we're going to go great white diving now we got to go great white diving outside the cage because we had to one up it It was never enough and for many of the clients that I I work with especially busy executives or business owners they're looking for success but what they're really looking for is success and significance you know what are the values what is my legacy what am I really looking towards and then as we start to uncouple that in many instances it isn't even a success and significance because most of us live it's a success or significance lifestyle. It's an or versus an ampersand. And I, I mean, I physically give people an and sign, an ampersand sign, put it on your desk. It's the this and philosophy versus a this or. And then ultimately, if we go after that significance piece and we do it long enough, really the beautiful thing that comes out about, it, about that is fulfillment. You know, that is what we really long for. And for me, that, that, that stuckness really was one of those those pieces of no matter what I did, no matter what I accomplished, the the, the ability to, to celebrate that or stay with it used to be a couple of days, then it was a day, then it was literally an hour, and then it would just be minutes and say, so, okay, what's next? And it was personally, it was professionally, it was spiritually, it was every aspect of my life. So absolutely, I definitely experienced that. And it was one of the things, whenever I found the breakthrough it was a critical, pivotal moment in my life of going, okay, this that I've I've spent 22 years pursuing is no longer going to serve me when I've got this greater calling that I need to, who I needed to become, the things I needed to do so that I could have that fulfillment that I really desired. And so
1: that leads us to uh, so many people then settle, A, not looking for success and B, never finding significance. And so why do... Why do people often choose? I I see it as choosing an easy way versus pushing, you know, through, but why do people, I I have a big thing that I do between, you know, everybody wants to succeed, but do they have the will? And so why do people settle? What's the psyche of that? and, And how do you help people with that, that settling portion?
2: Sure. Well, I think there's a couple of things. One is we're unaware. Number one, number two, is I think that there's a greater pulling. The fact that we were created by a divine intervention, like I talked about, you know, we're all spiritual beings, we're connected. That's where that radiant energy kind of feeds itself and kind of comes to one another. Spiritual being gifted with an intellect and, and, and having a human experience. But if we look at that is we were all designed to, to, to long to be, do, and have more in life. And... Based upon the programming of what we've been brought up with, it's, no, don't do that. You're, you're not smart enough, good-looking enough. You weren't born on the right side of the tracks. So you don't have this, this. I mean, it's, it's an inventory of what we don't have versus, hey, you were perfectly made. You're you perfectly designed and created. And whenever that longing, that discontent, one of the things we look at is, you know, we're often guided by a feather. You know, here's a little tickle that's a nudge, that little, I've got this feeling, this intuition, and then if it, the feather doesn't do it, sometimes we get a two by four, you know, sometimes across the back, sometimes across the forehead, and then we get a ton of bricks. You know, if that one doesn't work, a ton of bricks falls on us. And those are the transition points that we often see. And then we have to make a critical decision. And for me, obviously, I was so Irish headed that it wasn't a feather or two by four or a ton of bricks. You know, God had to send a F-250 to run me over on a bicycle ride to to get my attention, but. You know, that why do we settle is, one, we don't know any better. Two, it's what's safe. Three, it's what we know. And that's why it's so critical to seek out good mentors or coaches or people that have, have, have done something that we long to have because it isn't there any better. <coughs> Excuse me. I had to cough there. Pardon me. I was trying to hit the mute button. Didn't get too fast enough. But it isn't that they're any better. It's just their thinking about it is so different. And that's one of the I love about the coaching piece is that it isn't that I have the answers. I don't. I don't have hard, very few, if any, answers whatsoever. But I can ask the questions that nobody else is willing to ask and allowing us to stay with it long enough that you now connect to that which you're really truly called to be. And then that starts to unfold and that unstuckness, that, that unsettling piece really starts to get quiet and the possibility side of us really starts to seek and and emerge itself going forward.
1: Yeah. So for, for me, as, as we look at stuck and unstuck, as we look at want and will, and and again, it's still a daily fight, right? Um, Right. um, I think what I relate to most often, and uh, it's a quote by, I I believe somebody we're both certified for, but uh, I, I love what Dr. Rome says is that, you continue to get tests and they're not pass or fail tests, right? It's, it's until you learn your lesson. And, I, and right. I've, I've absolutely loved that. I've, I've, that's something that I've, I've kept in my, my brain is that life's going to keep sending you the same situation over and over until you learn from it. And if you that's haven't fair. learned, you're just going to get it again. Uh, and I think that's an amazing perspective. So we're going to take uh, another break right here and let some commercials play so we can pay for the work-life balance with Rick Morris. We'll be right back.
3: and make everything you've got put you out in front.
0: Are you getting the most out of your project management software? Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance.
1: And we are back to the Work-Life Balance. Uh, It's so good to to have you guys listening to us. Obviously, on Voice America, you've been such a great supporter to us, but there's so many ways to interact with the show now. So just to keep you uh, abreast of all the ways that you can, You obviously can download all of our shows as podcasts on iTunes or Android or any of your favorite uh, uh, podcasting series. Just search The Work-Life Balance. You can ask Alexa to play the latest version of The Work-Life Balance, and she'll play that for you. We have it now live on Zoom, so you can interact with us directly uh, during the show and also on Facebook Live. And then on Saturdays, we post the video on YouTube. So just search The Work-Life Balance on YouTube and you'll be able to catch the show. If you've missed any of these nuggets that Mark has been sharing with us, you're definitely going to want to go back and, and catch those. So coming back to the show uh, with Mark McAuliffe here. So, Mark, we were just talking into the break, and you know, we, we've shared a lot of stuff, but what would you say if, if I was going to be coming to you uh, as a coach, what's one of the, the real keys to going after that life of significance?
2: Yeah, I think there's 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 multiple things, but, you know, uh, in today's society, and, and for many, many decades now, it's, you know, if I have all the toys, the he who the most toys wins, is is kind of re reframing that, you know, if I have everything, then I'll do something good with my life, and then I'll be somebody, is reversing that, and, and I love ice cream, so, you know, I, I use an ice cream cone as kind of the visual aid of this, is that the ice cream cone is a V, so what's the vision of the life we really long to have? The second part of that is about being, you know, John Maxwell teaches in the law of magnetism is, you know, we don't get what we want out of life. We get what we are. So have we been honest with ourselves on where he really is? Number one, and who we're being in the moment and who we're being for some time versus who we'd like to be And that there's a gap there. There's a knowing and a doing gap component of that. I'll come back to that. And whenever we do that, if we, if we can really get clear on who we're being, and who we need to be, and who we want to become, and who we long to become. Mm-hmm. as the thing necessary to be able to do and become that person. Then you'll have the things that you want to have by default. So the first step is really take an inventory spiritually on a scale of 1 to 10, where are we? And if people are interested, I've got a tool to help them do this. If they if they like, they can send an email and, and just say, Rick Morris fan, and, and, I'll, and I'll be happy to send it to them. But you know, taking inventory, where are we spiritually on a scale of 1 to 10? Where are we relationally, where are we financially, where are we vocationally, career-wise, where, 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 where are we? And for some, we don't know what a 10 looks like because we stopped dreaming somewhere around the fourth or fifth grade when the teacher started yelling at us, hey, pay attention. You know, get your head out of the clouds. Start paying attention and now we started, we started studying to pass an exam versus thinking. So we stopped that and we stopped the dreaming of things and this is a life permission to, to begin to think and start to dream again in life. And really craft, if this is a five, and I can't think of what living in a 10 is, well, let's just imagine what a six is. And what's the crystal clear? Can we feel it? Can we taste it? Can we smell it? Can we touch it? Because our mind doesn't differentiate between a vividly imagined experience and a real life one. And as we start to paint that vision, it's really painting the video, uh, not the video, but it writes the script of the f- the film of the rest of our lives. And then we just have to step into it. But if we haven't cast that characters, if we haven't set that scene and painted it effectively, it, we can't step into it. it. It's I can believe it for you, and I can see it for you, but I can't see it for me because it's, there's there's too many other things going on. So taking that inventory, and then secondly, stop worrying about the knowledge and start focusing on the critical few. And we, we use LazPro, which is a falcon, because it can go 245 miles an hour, and excuse me, hit the target from 30,000 feet in the air, or however high it is. But I mean, LASPRO is really laser focus on the critical few things. Each day, what are the three things I need to do to be able to become who I am? Is it study? Is it talk? Is it communicate? Is it connect? Is it journal? Whatever that may be, and then keeping the critical few. We've got so many things going on. We've got Facebook. We've got social media. We've got calendars. We've got to-do lists. We've got intentions. We've got kids, parents, clients that actually want us to deliver what we said we were going to deliver. All these different things in our life, and getting real critical and disciplined around what those critical few things are, and and then ultimately the the, the, lit- the litmus test on that. You know, Simon Sinek does it so well. You know, we start with why. What's my purpose? And people, it's the number one question asked of pastors and priests globally around the world is, why am I here and what's my purpose? And sometimes that's too big of a question to ask. So what are you most passionate about? And it doesn't mean you have to quit your job. Maybe your job provides the financial resources that allows you to follow that passion. But in becoming that person, without going through those steps, kind of delayering the onion one layer at a time, that's the key component of getting from here to there is, taking what step I can be, because we don't know the next 10 steps. We may think we do, or maybe you don't know them at all, and I may think I do, but until you take that first one, we don't know what the second one looks like. It's kind of the, the, the moment in time of where I am versus where I want to be. I call it the moment. You know, and When he's searching for the Holy Spirit and there's a big cliff, and you look down, and he's either going to t- take a step and land on something, he's going to take a step and fall and plant himself in the ground, or three, he's going to fall and grow wings and fly out of there. It's the first step. He finds out that the path has been there all along, but until he took the first one, there's, there's, there, there was no way of knowing where he was going to go. So that process, is, it's a, it's an intellectual process to a degree. It's a visioning exercise. But at the same time, those are the critical components. And then the discipline to stay focused and keep somebody... That will keep you in support accountability and 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 not allow you to go down that spiral of negativity when the yogurt of life hits that fan and really stay true to who you are and separating facts versus that truth and that's really what the life coaching aspect and that's what i love the most i do a lot of business consulting and a lot of business strategies but for that success and significance piece without taking those three steps of knowing where we are, where we want to go, and then the, the, the actions that we need to take each step of the way, um, I haven't found for myself or anybody else that they actually end up getting there because if they have success by default, it does not stick. And if you're not living your vision and your dream, you're living somebody else's. So if we're going to be here, we might as well be living our own. So painting that picture as vividly as we can and then taking each step along the way, the next one shows up.
1: Yeah, and I think you said something really prominent, and I want to make sure that we don't gloss over. And it's something that I've really started to dive into, really, I'd say the last year and a half. But it is the power of visualization and and painting the picture in your mind of where you want to be, where you want to go. Um, and a lot of people think, you know, it, th- there's been things like the secret that's come out, all these different things, but but everything is still based on, a, if you go back to Napoleon Hill, um, right? It's it's that power of, of and the power of transmute of energy as you said and the power of visualization so talk a little bit about that
2: yeah you know when you get that burning desire um, and and, and walking in faith going back to the example I used with kind of Indiana Jones is we've got the an energetic pole you know we can't get to something so if I put a rope between you and me and I tried to get to you with a rope if I start going towards you it, it, it just pushes and it doesn't do anything Yet, if I know where you are and I want to be that, if I, if, I, if I transmute myself to the person that's at the end of that rope, what's the thing I need to do? I actually pull the old me to the new me, and that's how the rope gets us from point A to point B. We can't get to it, but we can come from it. And that's that whole being part of that aspect, number one. Number two, you know, when we start to really look at science today, in that last pro point that I talked about before, you know, what are the critical few things that we need to be focused on? And you know, whether you look at the genome project, if you take a look at the, the the science and the neurosciences that are going on, it's it's a magnificent, it's wondrous, just a beautiful world. It's um, it's something that I think is real, real key in understanding who we are, where we're being, what we're thinking. Is they have determined that the the uh, the number one thing that Performance groups do is they stay in that zone they stay in that flow and if we can improve 10 percent of staying in the zone there's actually up to a increase in productivity that comes from the world's top performers and that that blue line that just staying in what we used to call the zone now it's called flow that energy of staying in that moment of having the inner energies that you've talked about of, of really kind of draining versus filling us, taking it inventory. Are we around people that drain and suck the life out of us? Where do we find things energized? When we go into work, do we hate it the moment we come in? It's kind of a five-minute step or a five-step process to testing the dream that you have. You know, once we've painted that dream, once we've got the energy that we think we're going to do something, we're going to go somewhere, Is number one, does it motivate us? When we wake up in the morning, our feet hit the ground, are we passionate about it? Number two, is, is there good in it for other people? Three, does it align with our values? Four, do we need help from a higher power? If it's something I already know that I can do, it's just a discipline problem. But if it's a stretch, if it's something I don't know, I'm going to need help from somebody else in, in a group. People, or maybe it's God, universe, whatever your, your belief system is. For me, it's God. You know, holy cow, this is a big thing. It kind of scares the bejesus out of us. That's when we know we're on the right track. And then last but not least, you know, does it, does it cause me to grow? You know, where, where am I coming from and, and how am I going? So those pieces of that in, in the, that last pro pieces, what are the critical few things that we need to do as we go down that path uh, have become very, very scientifically proven that if we can stay in that energetically sweet spot, what are the things I don't need to be doing? Who can I delegate it to? And as a single and as a solopreneur, sometimes you can't because you're it. But that's where talking to you is saying, hey, Why are you transcribing that for 24 bucks a month? I get four hours of transcription and you're paying a (laughs) dollar a minute getting toasted, you know, or Dave Gamble, you know, that you just didn't, you gave. And then, you know, this kind of goes back to anybody that's not taking your program right now on the mentorship side of things, all of these things that we're talking about, that's the benefit of working with somebody like you that's done that. They're nuts not for taking advantage of that, especially for the price point of it. But those are the things that whenever, if we can just increase 10% of our time, in the sweet spot where only we can do what we're doing and it's the best of the best that we can do, a 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% increase has been proven scientifically and, and they used Google's highest performing work groups as one of the test markets for it. Just think of the impact financially, relationally, spiritually that that would have if you could stay in there just 10 more percent.
1: That's amazing. Well, we're gonna take our final break right here. We'll be right back with Mark McCullough if you're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris.
3: In today's hyper fast, super competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget is now too expensive. And today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be Agile. And there's no better way to get there than with Agile Management from CA Technologies, a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change, and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development life cycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CA PPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged, all while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader, with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA project and portfolio management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front?
0: Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the work-life balance.
1: So as we're coming back from break, we were getting a little dance break. If you're on live with us, you could have seen Mark uh, jamming to our our tunes. And of course, we always got to give a shout out every once in a while to, to the beat makers there. That's from the party. I actually own that track only cost me a quarter of a million dollars to make it, so super excited to be able to use that uh, on the radio show. So uh, coming back to Mark McCallum, talking about only focus on the things that you do well, (laughs) going in as a music producer. Not a great uh, uh, business decision on my part, but made great lifelong friends and and learned tons of lessons. But in any case, um, coming back, uh, how do people get in touch with you? How do people reach out to you and, and start to learn about your services?
2: Yeah, you know, the, there's a couple different ways. We're actually going through an entire rebranding that you're aware of that uh, that, that, that I'm actually behind on. But the easiest way is uh, send me a note. It's mark, M-A-R-K, at com, and uh, that's that's number one. Or you can go to group.com. That'll take you to the web page, and actually it will show you uh, – it will come up on the leadership side, and we're rebranding a new one for com soon to come out. Uh, but, uh, the McAuliffe group.com is the, is the best, uh, website to go to right now. And it's more of a leadership website. The personal development site on Mark McCullough is uh, soon to be released, but that's the, that's the two easiest ways or shoot me, uh, the McAuliffe group on Facebook and LinkedIn is, is, uh, always an alternative as well.
1: Outstanding. We've got a lot of those links already on the uh, webpage for the radio show. So if you click on the radio show, you can find those links for Mark. So Mark, uh, one of the questions we ask every one of our guests, what's some of the best advice you've ever received?
2: Oh man. You know, I think that comes isn't of life. You know, when my, my first year, 25 years of age, it was one thing, my second 25 and uh, as we go through that, but I think right now, it was more of a question than it was an advice. Um, and it, it kind of goes to a, a personality uh, that's like mine. It's kind of very outgoing and, and uh, kind of adrenaline junkie was, you know, am I telling the story to impress or am I telling the story to connect? And why am I doing what I'm doing? And then the second thing is, you know, if you want to be the most interesting person in the, in the room, be the most interested person in the room. And, that was a that was a humbling aspect, you know, and that's what I say about John is, you know, being in. And Patrick Linsky only talks about it in his ideal team players, you know, having humble, hungry, and smart people, and and that humbleness. When I was raised about being humble, that was a sign of weakness, man. You you were you fell to prey, and and people would take advantage, either physically beat the the Jesus out of you, or or take advantage of you to where you spend. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a dingle on a, on, a, on a movie, <laughs> but uh, you know that that willingness to be humble, your ability to be transparent, and you model that very very well. You know the law of the picture, but you know be willing to be humble, be willing to 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 let people see the flaws and the warts and the in the mistakes, because hey, we're all in this together, and there was only one perfect person and uh and, and, and in my opinion, and they uh, they paid the ultimate price for us, but other than that um am, am I using that perfection as a defensive mechanism uh and, and as a shield to hide behind versus being genuine and authentic and, and loving and caring and and a humble person but so it'd be to not impress but to be a humble loving and caring man uh, for my family, for my friends and for my business associates and my business has uh, benefited greatly from trying to follow that more and more each day.
1: I appreciate that. So do you have any final parting words for the uh for the listeners?
2: Yeah, you know, I think that the, the final thing that I would probably say is that the the knowing versus doing gap, you know, the 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 challenge out there right now is I'm going to read a book a week. I'm going to read 52 books this month year or or 200 or whatever the case may be is that's fantastic and I, and, I, and I encourage people to always read, but if you were gonna take the next 30 days, pick the next 90 days and, and pick two areas of your life that if, those, if you could just change those two things and up them by one point on a scale of one to 10 that would transform every aspect of your life, what would it be? And if you don't know, are you willing to ask Rick or, you, or do you have somebody else? And if I can add value in any way, I'd be happy to do that. But Rick is just a beautiful human being inside and out. And, and knowledge and wisdom and his heart to give uh, for your audience. You know, they're already paying attention to you because they tuned in to the, to the radio show. But if, if you really got a longing or a discontent, you know, you, you owe it to yourself to stop debating it, to, to, to stop thinking and to take action and bet on yourself by either signing up for your program, reaching out and just saying, hey, I don't know. What can I do? And um, that, is, that, is, that is so critical in life about making the shift from here to there is the willingness to, to ask, to seek, and to knock and not judge ourselves for if it doesn't turn out right and, uh, you know, the, the, the quote by Eric Hoffer, you know, we think well of ourselves in, in, in rare moments, um, and we need other people to come in and, and really kind of support us on that. But, you know, if now's the time, it's we're almost halfway through the year. So those two things for the third quarter coming up, identify what they are, what you'd love to have experience out of that, find somebody to support you, hold you accountable. And uh, if you don't know what that is, by all means, you, you got Rick right there and, and you need to step in and in, into knowing that and in, uh, in reaching out and let them hold you accountable, support you and give you a chance if you need to going forward.
1: Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming onto the show. Um, I'm always going to cherish Costa Rica. I, I, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think the experience would have been the same with, without having you there. Um, but, uh, look forward to Orlando. Look forward to seeing you again, my friend. Uh, and and thank you so much for for sharing this time with the audience and, and sharing your knowledge with us we we certainly appreciate it.
2: Well, I appreciate the time. Thank you for the the opportunity and uh bless you and everybody that's on the uh, on your channel and listen in. Absolutely. So next week we've got Paul Paul Gustafson's going to be on the
1: show. Maybe Maybe you can give us a joke or inside something for, for Paul, but Paul's going to be on the show next week for us week after that, we've got Michael Brock. So Mike, uh, we, we had pitched on the show before and he had a, a travel delay, but Michael Brock is the real life Q. He actually makes the gadgets for the CIA. He's a project manager for that. Uh, he's a hilarious guy. Uh, he's got a new book out, so he's going to be joining us, um, as well. And then, uh, we just booked this person, but June 8th, we're going to have Melissa Agnes on it. She's got a, a she does, uh, is your brand ready for crisis mode? Uh, so she's going to be on the show on June 8th, so we've got some great shows coming up. We want to make sure that you guys continue to listen to us right here in the Work-Life Balance of the Voice America Business Network. Stay tuned to the network for the next show. We always appreciate you guys. You can always find me at at Rick A. Morris on Twitter at www.rickamorris.com. You can hit R. Morris at rsquareconsulting.com or rick at rickamorris.com, and we'd be happy to hear your feedback. If you think you'd make a great guest on this show, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. But until next Friday, everybody have a fantastic weekend and we'll talk to you all soon.
0: Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.